Yo. Yo, yo, yo. What up? Sorry, I had to turn on Audacity. It's all good, brother. How you doing? <clears throat> oh, good. I'm good. Happy President's Day. Happy President's Day. Happy Enslaver Day. Yeah. Just glad I got the day off. Yeah. Was not expecting it. I didn't I didn't even know it was President's Day until Friday. My boss was like, Oh yeah, by the way, we've got Monday off. It's a holiday. I was like, Oh, it is? I'm like, what? Yeah, it was like President's Day. I always forget President's Day. Yeah, it's not a real holiday. <laughs> it's just because most co and some companies like they don't, you know, uh, yeah, celebrate it. Yeah, uh, I know that there are several businesses where I live uh, where I actually park my car, and I was hoping they'd be off, but no, they're all in the office. Yeah, I only so, know I, uh, you know, holidays. My son's school sends like a mass text. Yeah, and, yeah. I was like, oh, no school Monday. It's like, oh. Fucking presidents. Do you have them today? No, no. I never have no? them on Mondays. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, cool. At least, you know, yeah. Good for Grayson. He's got a day off. Yeah, he's just running From... around, picking up chicks, getting drunk. You know how it is. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You, you, know, uh, what, how, what, what, uh, you know how eight-year-olds do? I was going to say, what grade is he in? Uh, fourth? Second, second grade. Second grade. Second grade. Okay. Yeah. Fourth. He'll, wow. he'll, he'll be uh, eight in two weeks. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. Got anything planned for his birthday? I'm going to pretend that we're going to school. I'll get him dressed in his uniform. And then uh, we're going to go to Universal Studios. Oh, nice. Are you going to bring a change of clothes for him if he doesn't want to spend the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, right. I did it last year, too. We went to Disneyland. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll sneak a change of clothes in the car the night before. And then, um, yeah, and then he'll be like, he'll catch on quick this time since I fucked with him last year um, yeah yeah he probably expected it yeah yeah yeah. he'll catch on quick this year and then um yeah they just you know the super mario world is open there is it open it's open i don't think it, i don't know if it's completely finished but it's open oh, okay yeah and i've never been yeah, to harry I, potter I, land or world so i'm excited oh nice yeah i heard about the uh super mario i think joni was the one who told me about that i had no idea okay but didn't know that it was open so that's cool yeah yeah it's exciting i heard some <laughs> I guess like a lot of um, parents and stuff are upset because apparently like in the Mario Kart thing, um, like a lot of people, a lot of like Americans can't fit because like it's only like 40 <laughs> inches wide. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people are upset and it's like, well, I mean, come on. Well, what do you expect? I mean, yeah, exactly. It's got to work uh, for kids and adults. So it's got to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I know they had that in Japan. Like when I was in Yokohama, uh, a couple years back, I know that they had this uh, Mario Kart type gimmick thing where you could, yeah, get in like one of these little racer cars or whatever and like zip through certain like this uh, track they yeah. had. Uh, and I would hazard a guess that that was never an issue no. in Japan about who can and cannot fit within it, it would the be, parameters of yeah, this car. It would be rare. <laughs> it would, it be, would rare be rare, yeah. For a person uh, not to make it, yeah. But out here, <laughs> it's just sky's the limit, man. I'd say it's probably like 50-50. Yeah. You know? That's probably yeah. that's probably generous too. It's probably I know, yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm a generous guy. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Everybody says I give people the, the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Halfway. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we'll do. Uh, I bought him like a new uh nerf gun. We always have like really intense nerf gun battles in the house. Oh, with the darts, those, yeah. those foam darts. Yeah, yeah. Those, are, those are dope, man. It's so fun. Yeah, I fucking nailed him in the eye. So <laughs> I'm a really good shot and I can't help it. And like I was ducking behind cover and he was behind my bed and he popped up. And I just like, as he popped up, I raised my hand and pop <laughs> right in this fucking eye. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, you gotta, 
We always forget the glasses because it's I'm like I'm just saying, give some goggles or something. You know, we we have them. It's just our our fights are always like completely organic. Like we're just we're just hanging out, and then he'll uh, walk into the other room and then come back and shoot me in the back of the head, and then <laughs> now we're fighting. And now it's on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. Um, yeah, I don't know what else I want to do. So I wanted to try to find like one of his favorite animal is a bat, and I wanted to try to find like a bat sanctuary. I don't know, but there's a couple, but like they're far. What's far? Like, I mean, you live far away. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, far. but like, like four or five hours to drive. I'm like, ah, I can't oh, do that. Shit. So I'll, I'll try to find something. But I, I hate, I'm vehemently opposed to zoos. So yeah, let's see. Yeah, I, I met a guy. I mean, I, I've known him before, but it was like last year. Uh, he's like a regular bar I go to. And he was telling me that him and his wife went to some uh type sanctuary where it's all about bats oh and he showed me some videos that he had captured on his phone and everything and i was like that is just crazy dog like because they're just there i love out bats. and about yeah. and like hanging from whatever apparatus they have up there and he was just like filming this whole thing he showed it to me i was like that's crazy man that's i think it was actually i think it was somewhere in like near the Mer park of all places oh okay i'll, uh, I'll check more yeah uh i it, it didn't seem like it was a regular thing yeah like I can't imagine that is a regular thing where right. you just have a place where you can go and hang around with bats right. all day. It's like, it's like a pop up. It's like yeah, a pop up thing. But yeah, you know, yeah, worth uh, worth checking out. Yeah, I know. Worth like, googling. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I will look. Um, I'm hoping like now that the pandemic is you know more or less con- under not control, it's still here, but like it's manageable. Um, there's a spot in Texas. There's a huge bridge, and every year around the same time like hundreds of thousands of bats flood out from under the bridge and just fly around in the air and people gather to watch it i really want to take them oh shit that's uh that's nightmare fuel for me oh man i love bats so much and they're they they don't they're harmless they don't fuck with people yeah i i I know i i mean they're they're fucking rats with wings you know that is not true they're rodents (laughs) they're rodents they're not they're not rodents they are (laughs) They're, they're literally and scientifically not rodents. I heard and I read a thing that they were rodents. And I don't even remember what it was that I had read or seen, or maybe I just made it up myself. I don't know. But it seems it seems appropriate for them. They're close. They're closer. They have a closer relation to primates than they do to rodents. I don't believe that. It doesn't matter what you believe. It's just true. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I, I know, I know, I know. Bats get a bad rap. Yeah, um, man, they're awesome. The whole blood sucking thing and vampire bats is like two percent of the bat population that that suck blood. Yeah, it's super low, and like of that, like one percent has rabies. It's crazy low. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With that, let's uh, open up with welcome to episode ninety four. Four ninety four. Oh, you know what? Let me hold on. Let me, I didn't even pull up our. Uh... Thing. I've just the, been adding it in post lately, so I forgot. The fizzing? Yeah. Um, share sound. Man, I gotta go get my teeth cleaned. Is that where you're going after this? Yeah. Yeah. And I gotta pay a bill. Like, in person? Yeah, they sent me a thing. Uh, apparently, the last time I went and got my uh, my teeth cleaned, I guess my insurance hadn't kicked in yet. Mm. And uh, they're like, oh, 
you know, they sent me this notice. But the first I've ever gotten from them. And I've been going to this dental place since like 2012. Oh, dang. Uh, when I had my braces and everything. Oh, yeah. I remember. Wow. That feels like so long ago. It was a long time ago. And even when I was living in Northern California, Marin, I would always make an effort. Not even make an effort. I just did it. I drove from Marin to L.A. to go see them to get wow. my braces tightened. And I just love these people. I love oh, okay. my dentist. I love the staff. So Wow. All right. Well, welcome to episode 84. 94. Too. I love it. Good don't one. like hearing myself, but really? I love every, I, lo I love the beat and uh in general, yeah. you don't like hearing yourself? Nah, no, nah, I don't. Do you like when you do your uh boring gear reviews? Mm -hmm. I guess you have to, right? Like you have to because after you record, you then have to edit. Yeah. So you're hearing yourself back and all that. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about hearing you? I'm fine with it. Like I, you know, yeah. it's like because I it's weird, like as as a kid since i was whatever like 14 like playing it or 12 playing in bands like i'd have to sing so i'd oh, hear yeah. my voice through pa and then my even before i well no i was a guy and then i've been teaching martial arts since 2002 2001 so i talk all the time there and then like when i was in finance i have to talk and give seminars and speak through microphones and then releasing records well, that's different i mean that's i mean the whole music thing i get but like Cause I got to talk as well. Yeah. And like, I'm talking to you now and that's fine. Like, yeah. But you're like hearing it back. I mean, hearing it back yeah, is yeah. what, yeah. Cause even that, like when I would do seminars and stuff, like it, even in finance, like I'd have to speak into a microphone and hear my voice amplified over PA and then, uh, yeah. And then cutting, you know, albums and then, yeah, all the YouTube. So like, I just, uh, I hear my voice nonstop. So I'm totally fine with it. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. But, but it, it's normal to not like it though. I think like most people don't. Yeah. Just, I just find it weird. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but in and of itself, I'm a weird cat anyway. So you know, one of the ways you can get more comfortable because obviously like, your voice sounds different in your head, but that's because of it's vibrating your skull, so it yeah. sounds different. So if you put your hands, if you put your hands like on the on the back of your no, wait, oh, Graham's Graham's doing like bat wings no, right way. now. Yeah. You put it in front like a fish. Okay. You put it like in front of your ears like a fish and then it it uh it's it's more accurate to what your voice sounds like apparently. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I will uh probably not ever try that. <laughs> but thank you, but I appreciate the demonstration. I definitely appreciate the demonstration. Yeah, you're welcome, you know. <laughs> I go above and beyond. Yeah, yeah. No, this is an educational <laughs> podcast, you know. Yeah, it certainly learn is. Something, it yeah, certainly is. Learn it's something like, new uh, every time. Yeah, it's basically the same as like Brian Cox or Graham Hancock. Like we're all just doing the same stuff. Like who? Brian Cox is this astrophysicist that I love. Uh, he like explains astrophysics in like a way that like a dumb person like me can oh. understand. 
And, and myself, okay. And you, and you, yeah. Well, and anybody. Like, if you're not an astrophysicist or you're dumb, <laughs> like comparatively, you're just a big dumb right. dummy. And there's this guy, Graham Hancock, that's his name, um, who's like a, I don't know, some sort of like historian, archaeologist type of guy. And every time he fucking talks, I'm simultaneously amazed and terrified. Like he talks about ancient artifacts and how, you know, like just these things about the universe, how like our history is so wrong, whether it's intentional or just whatever, just yeah. because like you can date these things and find civilizations, you know, tens of thousands of years older than when we said humans started civilization. <laughs> and it's just, it's really fucking terrifying every time he talks, but it's amazing because he backs it up with evidence. He's like, he's right. not just talking shit. He's a scientist. Um, yeah. Sounds like a real life Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Huh. All right. Yeah. Graham Hancock. I'm pretty sure. Uh, speaking of Indy, there's a new one coming out. I know. And I know you haven't seen the trailer. No, I saw a, a still image of like the, um, the VFX on his face, the de-aging stuff. They de-aged him? Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not in the movie. Maybe it was just somebody doing it. I thought it was. I mean, it might've been. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really bad at, I mean, unless it's like blatant. The trailer I saw seemed to be old ass. Oh, oh, okay. Then maybe it's maybe it's not from the movie. But no, I mean, it could be. I mean, I no idea. But yeah, I mean, I, I beg, I, I bugged you about watching the Flash trailer. Yeah. And you agreed. And mm -hmm. I thank you for that, for yeah. the show. Uh, -huh. uh I will not do the same. Looks bad. The indie. No, 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 no. It's not even that it looks bad. It's just, uh, I mean, it's. It's just not the same. Like, yeah. yeah. There's no Michael Keaton as Batman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, in yeah. this. The Keaton thing was something that I thought was special. But Indiana Jones, like, I love the franchise, obviously. But, you know, with the you, you the can't... last one not being good oh, and the fact that. that, you know. And, again, I don't want to be an ageist at all. I mean, Harrison Ford doesn't look really his age, but yeah. he's up there. And yeah. it's like, man. You can't recapture magic. It's not. It just doesn't yeah. work. It just doesn't work. It's like it either has to be another magical run like with a fresh view on it but it's like you can't man I, just because i like it i want to bring it back like that's that's yeah. not how it works it doesn't doesn't work like that and, and i mean obviously, obviously i'm gonna see it yeah because it's indiana fucking jones yeah um and it's not being directed by spielberg okay which is intriguing and the guy that is directing it he's done some stuff that i've liked i forget his name at the top of my head i could google it right now but it ain't that important what's it done uh well, after I don't know because I forget his name, oh. <laughs> but if I knew his name, I would know. But he's like he's he's affiliated with Spielberg and like Spielberg's still there as a producer, executive producer, and all that. But, okay, uh, they brought this guy in to direct, so maybe maybe that's what the franchise needs. You know, just James Mangold. James Man, there you go. He did uh, Wolverine or the Wolverine. Um, oh, he did, no, which, he did Logan. Oh, Logan. Okay, my he, bad. Yeah, he, he produced Logan. And what did he direct? So he did direct the Wolverine. I'm pretty sure he did. Did he? Which the one when he's in Japan. I didn't see that. You never saw it? Mm -mm. With uh, Silver Samurai and... No. Oh, man. Like, that's... It's worth seeing. Is um, it? The first two acts are really, really good. And then the third comes in. You can tell some studio head came in. It was like, mm -hmm. all right, this is too talky-talky. Not enough comic bookie. No. Uh, so oh, it's time to blow okay. this thing up. And he, he directed Logan also. Okay, so he did do both. And he did 310 to Yuma, which I liked. 
Oh, 310, yeah, yeah. So he didn't do the Wolverine. No, he did. He did Wolverine oh, and, and Logan. And Logan, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, see, so watching the Wolverine, I'm like, man, this is really, really good because it's taking his time. It's more character based. Huh. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm not surprised that when he was given free reign to do, even though I've got my issues with Logan, we've talked about this yeah. on the show. Yeah. Uh, I can see, yeah, you can see him being left okay. on his own to do his thing, which is, you know, again, issues aside that I have with it, that third act too, but better than the Wolverine. But the Wolverine is is very interesting. Hmm. I I would definitely, it's worth, it's worth checking. I think it's on Disney Plus, okay. right? I, I, I kind of forget that that was even a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it because again, it was a quieter, more yeah. personal uh, story involving Logan and all that, and his uh, past with his Japanese Yakuza clan, and going back to like World War II. Like it, it, it the movie opens fucking great, huh. and I'm like, oh shit, okay, wow. Uh, but yeah, definitely check it out. Okay, I will. You know what's interesting on my uh, TikTok, uh, like a bunch of clips of. Marvel movies started popping up. I must have watched one, and now TikTok is like, "Oh, you you watched one? You should watch a thousand. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> uh, so now I try to like skip them so it doesn't flood my timeline. But I saw a couple scenes because the clips you can get up to like three minutes now. So I saw a couple th scenes from the first Thor movie, and uh, you know we've talked about we both like that movie and the the Dark World as well. But one of the things that I liked and it brought me back to when Marvel was in that those first couple phases and they were really, really good was like every each character's movie had a completely different voice. And now they all are exactly the same. Everything is milk toast yeah. now. Like everything is just whitewash. It's just kind of like static noise. It's there's no personality anywhere, anywhere. And then but like those early movies, they were all super different. And their approach was different. The writing was different. Like everything was like, no, no, this is like a totally separate character. And it's its own book and it's doing its own thing. And it made me like, oh, man, I missed that. That was fun. Yeah, you you know what? I, I never thought of it like that, but you're right. And I think the reason it changed is that once they start, you know, they, Kevin Feige and the Brain Trust, and they figured out, okay, these things have to start to be connected. Yeah. Thanos is the goal. And that was the thing where, yeah, because you're right, like those movies, because I know the first Thor was directed by um, uh, uh, something, Branagh, uh, Ken, Kenneth Branagh? Kenneth Branagh, yeah. Really? Was it? Yeah, yeah. He directed that first one. And and it felt like a Kenneth Branagh type thing, like what he would do. Uh, the Iron Man movies with Jon Favreau, yeah. those first two. Like they had, like you could feel the director's, you know, fingerprints on yeah. everything that was being done. Definitely. And then once they started to be like, okay, we've got to start to coalesce and move these characters and, and funnel them into a way where we're kind of getting, not no pun intended, or in game. Yeah. I think a lot of that started to go away where it was like it was it was it was less the director's vision and more just the overarching vision of this IP yeah. Yeah. writ large. Yeah. And now um, everything has to appeal to everybody. Like yeah. there can be no people picking and choosing which ones they watch or don't watch. It has to work for everybody. Like you have to make movie and that, I think that's like you have to this has to work Teenage boys and China, like that. If it doesn't work for teenage boys in China, no. And and yeah, that and also it just needs to whatever you're doing, it needs to figure into our larger plans. Mm -hmm. uh, the new Ant Man came out, and I haven't seen it yet, but it is not getting good reviews. That's what I heard. 
Like the Rotten Tomato, the last time I saw was like at 58. I saw some headlines said it's or something it's like that. The second to worst next to Eternals. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Eternals, but I did see a scene on TikTok. It popped up. It was like a fight scene or something like that. And I was like, this shit looks bad. Yeah. Eternals is not a good one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not. That's probably like my least favorite of the MCUs. Um, saw it once. You know, there were parts of it that I thought were really grand and epic. Mm hmm. Because uh, they introduced the Celestials and all that. And I've always liked just the concept of the Celestials yeah. and MCU and all that in the, in the comic books. Um, and the thing about that movie, and I think I might have mentioned it to you, where it's like, and I'm surprised it didn't get as much pushback as it did at the time. But like they explicitly state that there is no God in the MCU. Right. <laughs> that planet Earth was seeded by these celestial intergalactic beings. Like that was, it was like stated yeah. as a matter of fact. And I'm watching, I'm like, oh man, like that's a, it's a statement. That's a statement. But it never, I guess maybe one, because the movie just never gained traction or whatever. Yeah. But I thought that might get a little more discussion, but it really never did. And I've, that's the most accurate thing in all those movies <laughs> that there is no God. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen reports uh, or like headlines about things about Kevin Feige because of how, how poorly received Eternals was that they may or may not uh, factor. Mm. It may or may not be canon. I think they're taking a wait and see approach to see if they really want to kind of keep that in play. But I keep hearing like or I keep seeing headlines even from a couple of years ago that oh Marvel's going to slow down because they know their quality isn't as good. But it's like they just keep not doing it. I think at this point they can't. They're like a stock, it, yeah. you know, it's That's, or like a company where it's exactly like, what it is. They can't slow down. No, it's not about art because, anymore. It's like we got no. It, it's, yeah, it's sh about shareholders it's, want that fucking dividend check. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's and I mean that is the in a capitalistic society that is the, I mean that pendulum swings right. It's like you're yeah. successful, 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 and then it's like well, you're you're too successful to stop. Yeah, you've got to not only keep going, but we need more. Yeah, of this. Yeah, and so you know it's. It's a problem. It's just a it's problem. A, I mean, yeah, it, it is. But it's and, like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. And it is because it is they are the cash cow. Yeah. And it but uh, yeah. And it's like and they're they're until they're not. Yeah, they're digging their own grave by their output. It's it it's too much. So people are burnt out anyway. And the quality is dropping all the time. Almost like with every project. It's like it's getting a little worse, a little worse, a little worse. You know, so it's like it, it they're it's a very American approach to business, which is just like, no, 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 make it as big as you can and then run it into the ground and then we'll sell it and do something else. Cause who gives yeah. a fuck? Like it, it seems like it's that approach, which obviously a lot of the creative people behind it aren't, aren't doing that, but it's like, they don't matter. They're not the ones with the money making the movie. So it's like, and nor, and nor do they have the final say. Yeah. The people you know, with the money you, do, which is, you know, yeah. I get if I was putting up, you know, a hundred million dollars for somebody to make a movie like i would want to say in some of some of that yeah, shit yeah. too uh, yeah and it's one of those things i mean you sign on to direct any one of these mcu projects whether it's uh theatrically or for their uh for disney plus you're a company man you, you can come in with your ideas and everything but like <laughs> you're gonna have to basically like you're you're it's i mean it's pay to play yeah you, you know it's like this line we're, and that's, that's yeah. how it goes this is what we need from you. Yeah. And so do it. Yeah. And for, know, for me, and like I, a lot of my criticism for you know, the last few years of Marvel has been just that, like, that's what you see on screen. It's just like, there's just no personality anymore. Like, not that I loved every single movie in the first couple of phases, but like, 
they were doing something. And now it's it doesn't seem like they're it's all just formulaic and they're just trying to, you know, and it's like as bad as DC was. God, they were so bad. I respect that they were at least trying something. <laughs> yeah. It's like they, they and, tried a thing. And there is a paradigm shift yeah. occurring now. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of excitement with what James Gunn is going to be doing with the DC uh, movies moving forward. So smart to do and, the Elseworlds thing. It is, it is. Yeah. And I think you've got that where there's a lot of anticipation and people like just a lot of chatter about the future of the DC films. Yeah. And you're seeing this backlash might be too strong of a word, but, but, but to your point, like you are seeing a dip in what the MCU, their output as steady as it is, like people just aren't as excited as they were. Yeah. And if James Gunn is, I mean, he is, I mean, if he's smart, like he does, he's a smart cat like he knows I'm, I'm sure he sees that too yeah and you know guardians 3 is his last for the mcu and then he's fully i mean that movie's done so he's not fully on board doing dc stuff yeah and uh, and i'm kind of excited for dc it's weird you know? yeah it's like black adam was so bad everything they do is so bad but for some i don't i don't yeah it was i don't i, don't, I mean black adam was the thing that was it is, know, it's, it's well watchable. before it's watchable. yeah, well, yeah. And, it's, and it's well before like james gunn had nothing to do with that and, and to his credit like he came in and, and recognized that yeah. this is not something that he wants in his universe moving forward and he was like sorry Dwayne, but uh this sucks yeah this isn't <laughs> you, this isn't where this isn't where i, I envision this uh yeah you in universe fact moving don't know shit about comics and we do not smell what you're cooking <laughs> yeah 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 um but yeah i'm I'm looking forward to it right now all i really want is the next deadpool movie i just hope i know marvel is more or less kind of like letting them do their thing but they're gonna get involved i don't know how much they're involved already like it's still rated r so that's promising yeah because you know i've said it all the time like deadpool one and two are in my eyes the best comic book movies that have ever been made they're fucking amazing. I love them. They're instant, overly watchable. You can watch them over and over. They get the tone. The story's good. It's interesting. It has actual feelings and emotion and stakes. And uh, yeah, I really hope that it doesn't get all cocked up now that they're Marvel. And then uh, yeah. I, I really want a good Ghost Rider movie. I know Marvel has Ghost Rider and they're they're doing something. And I don't know why. Ghost Rider was never like a comic. I, I read Ghost Rider, but like I didn't really like obsess over Ghost Rider, but I really want a good Ghost Rider movie. I, I don't know why. I was like, yeah, I want. Yeah, I don't know Ghost why Rider. either. That's 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 a strange one. It but is. I, did, I, I told you that on that Agents of Shield show. Oh right. That, oh yeah. That yeah, was an yeah. ABC. That's like right. they had a Ghost Rider, and I want to say it was like season three, maybe season four. Uh, but it was great, and that was. And I checked in because I, I remember I watched the first two episodes of Agents of Shield, and I was like, ah, oh, this ain't for me. Uh. And so I just stopped watching. And then a friend of mine told him, because he's a huge Ghost Rider, Mark. Okay. He's like, Ghost Rider, that, that's my dude, like, whatever. So he was telling me about how he's been introduced to Ains of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's like, I know, okay, you don't like the show, but just check out this season with him. And I did. And I thought it was fucking fantastic. Huh. Uh, it wasn't Johnny Blaze. There was a new Ghost Rider. It was uh, this Latino cat. I forget uh, his name. Okay. Um, but it was great, and he didn't have a, a motorcycle. He had like a uh, a Camaro or like one of them old muscle cars that oh, would burst into flames. It was so fucking well done, and like the special effect on Ghost Rider on Agents of Shield was better than <laughs> how he looked in those two uh, major motion pictures that uh, 
that uh Nick Cage. Luke Cage. Nick Cage was in. Yeah. Yeah, not Luke Cage, Nick Cage. Yeah. Uh so I I I, I really would recommend you check out those uh episodes. And it's all about the dark hold, which is you know that that's the book that was used in the light the latest uh Doctor Strange multiverse right, of madness right the dark so they introduced it there but it was good i was impressed by that yeah uh, and then once he was out of the show that season i stopped watching i was okay. like all right yeah okay. I'm, I'm good <laughs> you know one thing i did see they're, they're doing another hellboy they're rebooting it again they are yeah but um it's going to be directed by uh i don't know if it's both of them but neville dean and taylor the the crank directors they're gonna do a hellboy uh, yeah, yeah yeah now i love crank one and two me too. Those movies they also incredible. were responsible for the second Ghost Rider movie. Right. That, which was not good. No, it was not. At um, all. No. It was really bad. <laughs> it was really, really, really bad. So I, I don't know. It seems weird. Like Hellboy seems like such an obvious home run. Like it's it's great aesthetic. The setting is great. There's these quirky characters. Visually, it's amazing. But it's just nobody, <laughs> nobody can figure it out. Nobody can crack the code. Del Toro did. Movies. Del Toro did with the second one. I did. I wasn't a big fan of his first Hellboy. Yeah. But I thought the second one, the Golden Army, uh-huh. uh, that was great. Was I it? Thought. Yeah. I didn't. Okay, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't I really enjoyed it. Okay. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought it was great for me. I mean, look, I've I've got a couple of Hellboy comics. I was never like the biggest fan. Of yeah. That, same. Of that series. But visually, I mean, I, I love Mike Mignola's yeah. artwork and like visually and like the world he, he created. Cool. Yeah. But that second movie, I think, is probably one of the most underrated comic book films huh. out okay. there. I'll check it out. Because I went in and I think I might have saw it in theaters just because there was nothing else out. And I'm like, ah, fuck. All right. I guess I'll see Hellboy. Yeah. And it's not like I hated the first Hellboy. I was it's just like, good, ah, though. it's not. It's good. not yeah, it, yeah. For me, it was like, ah, it's just it's mid. Yeah, but I, I I went in and saw Golden Army, and I absolutely loved it, man. Wow. Like it just it leaned into the uh, the fantasy and the. Is it also Del Toro? It is. Okay. It is. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, the costume design, the action, the stakes, the I really dug it, and mm-hmm. I was not expecting to love it as much as I did. Okay. Uh, that's the only Hellboy that I will revisit. And I've probably seen it like three or four times. Oh, shit. Speaking of underrated or underappreciated comic book movies, I don't know. For a while now, I've been really wanting to rewatch a comic book movie. And uh, I, it just never, I kept not doing it. And then on Sunday, I finally put it on. Oh. And I, I loved it. It Howard, Howard the Duck. Con- came with Howard the Duck, right? He came <laughs> around. Howard, Howard I just want to watch Lily Tomlin fuck a duck, man. Yeah, As everybody yeah. does. Um, Constantine. Oh, oh, brother. No, I, it, That movie's fucking great. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's so fucking good. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it has some clunky dialogue and some clunky acting, but like, it's so fucking enjoyable. And, yeah, it's uh, now that they're they're doing another one finally. Yeah. Um cuz everybody is in love with Keanu Reeves, so it's like oh, they're like okay, now we'll do it. <laughs> and and it well it's that and it's also because like this is a movie that when it came out whatever year that it was, 2005 I I, I think it was Something or 6. Like that maybe, maybe that it did not one it didn't do well critically. No. And I think it did all right at the box office, but not in not not anywhere near where it was like the studio was like, okay, we've got to get a sequel yeah. going. Yeah, oh five. This is 
it's a movie that you know just started to gain traction through the years like yeah. the thing did uh john carpenter's the thing right. when it was released also critically panned and now over the years people have revisited and it's like oh man this movie is it's, fantastic it's one of the greatest sci-fi movies ever made yeah and i saw constantine twice in the span of four days when it first came out i saw it by myself and then i took a couple of friends of mine i was uh I had just graduated from CSUN, mm -hmm. but I was still living in Northridge. And I, I, was like, I was like, yo, we got to go. We got to see Constantine. This so is so good. good. It's so good. I bought the DVD when it came out. Like, I've, I've always been a, a huge fan of Constantine. I just saw it uh, this past Halloween, this past October. Yeah. Uh, watched it again. I loved it, man. It's so good, man. It's so fun. Every, and you know, when I watched um, Sandman, Constantine is in it, kind of. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, fucking Constantine. I love that movie. And I just kept forgetting to watch it. And it's like and they did fine. Like it it fit in the the Sandman world. But like Keanu Reeves version of Constantine, it's just so likable. It's really weird. There's like five people in the movie. But it just, I know. It just it works really well. It's um, and I forgot like how good there's like a couple janky VFX. But like I forgot. It's crazy. Some of the visual effects are really good, even for being yeah. twenty years old almost now. It's, they they really hold, like, a lot of it holds up. I love I love the scenes like when they when he uh, gets into the bath or whatever, or puts us in and he, and he goes to hell. Yeah, and how it's like the inverse of our yeah reality, but it's all you know these demons roaming around, and everything's on fire. Like I love that uh, that Stromar. I forget his first name, but he he plays the devil. Yeah. Uh, at the end, I and I loved. I, I just that scene. I, yeah, where he. The, I love that scene where the glass, just, and he's walking yeah. in slow mo through the glass, and the glass is bouncing off of him. And I'm like, yeah, fuck, this is visually that movie is amazing. Yeah, it's fucking um, like but, when he's drowning. What's her name? In the bath. Yeah, uh, is it, I love her. Rachel McAdams. Is it Rachel Vice? Vice, Vice. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love their relationship, and I love how because yeah. we always talk about how like. The characters are true to themselves throughout. Yeah. You know, Keanu as Constantine and Rachel Weisz, you know, she's this uh, cop who's trying to figure out, like, did her sister commit suicide or not? She doesn't <laughs> believe it. Uh, in any other situation, like, they would have gotten together yeah. or fucked, like, in the movie. Yeah. And there's never that moment. Like, they tease it a little bit, but... Right. They clearly have feelings for each other, but, yeah. Yeah, because Constantine is Constantine. That's right. And I he, he changes, this. I ain't got time for this. He changes a little bit through the course. Like he is very gruff. He's got that gruff exterior. Really don't give a fuck about anything. And I love the fact that he is a guy who has firsthand experience of an afterlife. Yeah. Knows that there is a God and a, uh, a devil, heaven and hell. And his whole thing is that he's trying to buy his way in. And, yeah. he, and but he, but, but he's only doing it because it's like, I just don't want to be there. Yeah. He's not a hero. Don't, he, he's I, just, he's not a hero. Yeah. He's like, he's, I've, been, I've been there. I don't want to go back. Everything he does is just for himself. Yeah. And you know, they mentioned that in, you know, in the, in the movie and everything, but he's, and I forgot Shia LaBeouf is in the movie. Yeah. He dies. Yeah, RIP. He, he dies. Yeah. Uh, Dijmon Hansu, yeah, Hansu. Hansu. Dr. Midnight. I love that. Or, or, was it Dr. Midnight? Papa Midnight. Papa Midnight. Yeah. I love him, man. Um, I, I just love the world that they created, you know, totally. this under belly of, you know, angels and demons mixing it up. Yeah. And yeah, I, I thought it was great. And the director, uh, again, I forget his name, but he was a former, I think this was his first major motion picture. He did a whole bunch of, um, Francis Lawrence. music videos. Yeah. Francis Lawrence. Uh, so he got his start doing music videos, much like David Fincher. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, I just thought that, you know, visually it looked great. Oh, he um, did, um, I am legend. 
Yeah, yeah, that was. A, yeah, oh, he did, he did a couple of the hundred Hunger Games too. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, I'll say. Oh, he's good. Yeah, he is. Like I, a very underrated movie. I'm glad when I, when I when I heard that they were doing a sequel, I was super elated. Oh, he did uh, all the Hunger Games. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, he's like a big time director. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah, that's a, that's a great movie. So but yeah, good. the conversation that he has with the devil at the end. I I I I I would sometimes just put well, that scene on him, put the scene on and just watch that. Uh, yeah. Just the conversation that they have, and I like that. There's no big battle. Yes, it's this conversation. That's and he out, yeah. He outsmarts the devil, you know. Yeah, it's like the there are some tropes in the movie, but like it sidesteps all of the tropes that would pull you out, like them yeah. getting together. There being some giant CGI battle. Like, it doesn't do any of that any shit. Any of that, no. It's like this huge story about heaven and hell and the god and the devil, like, fucking with humanity over, like, a bet. But, yeah, like, yeah. it's also a very small, intimate story that, like, it's super narrow. I really hope that they maintain... I mean, obviously, it has to get a little bigger in a sequel, but, like, I hope they maintain as much of that conceptually as they can because that, that's what really makes that movie so strong. It's, it's really yeah. contained. Yeah, yeah, I fucking I love that movie. And even uh, so THQ, because uh, I was at THQ at the time that it came out. I think I was still testing or maybe I was just about to start doing the WWE stuff. But they released the yeah, uh, I remember the video game. Yeah, uh, the license. And I and I and I got that from the THQ store. And even for, 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 for a licensed video game about a movie, I thought it was pretty damn good. <laughs> I went through it. I played it. I enjoyed it. I think I still have it somewhere. And one of some box. In the yeah, I mean, that was that was like PS2 time. That was like PS2, the, yeah. The end of PS2. I thought it was good. I mean, I was so into the movie. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get this game. I'm. I I, I will say though. I mean, I've never. I don't think I've ever read a Constantine comic book. I haven't either. I know more about him just from reading, you know, Wizard back in the day. And I stuff. just know and about I know, him through like Swamp Thing comics. That's Swamp, only, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that a lot of you know. uh uh consternation when the first one came out was the fact that you know keanu is not british right and he's not and like blonde. that's a big yeah or blonde yeah. yeah and like a big part of constant characters that he's just brit he's blonde but i was like i don't give a shit whatever it, it's it like, literally doesn't matter at all it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it make like, a bit of difference like uh in terms of his personality i believe it was close enough the way that keanu did it without the, the accent or whatever yeah and uh, it's like the the vibe was right. It doesn't have to be yeah. exact. It's just you got to like the essence needs to be there. And I, 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 again, neither of us are like so familiar with Constantine that it would matter. But it's just a good movie. Yeah, it's just a good movie. Yeah, I, I mean, now I want to watch it. Fuck. I, I'm I'm well, gonna watch it again now that we just talked. Do about I really got to go to the, go to the <laughs> go to the dentist? You got like 30, on a holiday. You got like thirty minutes or something. <sighs> um. Well, speaking of movies <laughs> that are interesting. Well, speaking of movies that are an interesting experience to watch, I uh, a friend came over on Saturday and we watched Infinity Pool. I never new, heard of that. It's a new movie. It's in the theaters right now. It's a new movie. Um, it's uh, Alexander Skarsgård and um, Mia Goth. Oh yeah, you like her. I do. Li I do like her a lot. Um, and it's 
it was one of the weirdest experiences I've had watching a movie. Uh, directed by Brandon Cronenberg, the son of David Cronenberg. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, okay, so what it's about is... There's All a, right, uh, I hate to cut you off. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to dip out. Are you? Is your appointment it's, earlier? Well, no, no, it's that 415, but I got I to gotta go to San Fernando, and it's telling me right oh, now. Oh, shit, like yeah, yeah, yeah. 53 minutes on the 405. All right. So I'm, I might need to, yeah. I apologize. No worries. Um, Save this for the next one. All right, all right. Save uh, this for the next one. Well... Well, okay. Well, let me know if you get back and you want to do like another 30 minutes when you get back or something. Let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's just do that. I will. Yeah. All right, brother. Drive safe. All right. Thank you, brother. Yeah, man. All right, man. Peace. Peace. The bomb cast. It's okay. Take your time. My my teeth. Oh, I will. Are, my teeth are clean. I got clean chompers. <laughs> uh, Dr. Parisi told me that I have some of the best teeth that she cleans. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, man. I love my dentist. She is so pretty. Like, really? oh, that's why you drive all the way out there. Well, no, I mean, not. I mean, she's good at what she does, but she's personable. She's yeah, no, she's 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 fine as hell. She can get it. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. Yeah. But no, but I but I love her and her and her staff, like they're great. Uh yeah, shit, man. I've been seeing her for 10 years, 10 plus that's, years. That's crazy. That's awesome. That I mean, is super cool. The most long-standing relationship that I've had outside of like uh obviously yourself and yeah. like other friends, or whatever, but just like I think I've probably been in a relationship with her longer than I have a relationship romantically with any woman. <laughs> my dentist <laughs> how long did it take you to get out there uh to get out there it took me i mean honestly like, i left at just the right time uh i got there with like five minutes to spare uh-huh. but it's not like they were busy at all i just this is like the latest that i've gone that i've gone to them for an appointment usually it's uh in the early afternoon okay. and so for me i just didn't want to hold up anybody from going home Oh, oh, but nice. but I got there in time and uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's like it's like the letterbox version of you yeah why that's weird that's never happened I don't even oh and now I'm seeing the pose you posing again you just you're just trying to show off this photo it's like this is a audio <laughs> podcast like no one's gonna see you doing this amazing thing right here yeah I guess not I don't know why it's small well we'll just deal with it yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it works. I can still see. Yeah. It actually looks kind of cool on my end. <laughs> I mean, it's just like this. You look that was more impressive on the as this, a this tiny small image. Box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess you could just like enlarge it. Haha, <laughs> that's what she know. said. Yeah, if only. And it's like, oh, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. I've Unless tried. You get that like uh, mechanical rod thing that the porn guys get. Yeah. Which, uh, no thanks. Hey, you ever heard of a uh, CMOS? CMOS. No, what's that? Oh, well, I figured you you might know because like into the fitness of it all and all that kind of stuff. What I, is it? I, I don't know. <laughs> I but I bought some 
off of what is, uh, like, the lady what, that works at my girl's gym. She makes it homemade. It's, you're not telling me what it is. I don't know what it is. All, all I know is that it's it's supposed it's like this uh herbal thing. It's like a gel. Oh, 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 C moss. C yes. moss. Yeah. In my head, I was thinking like the letter C and then M O S. I was like, what the fuck is C? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. C moss. Oh, um, yes. And I am aware of C moss. Supposed to kind of help with a whole bunch of different things. And yeah, that's what everybody says. Um definitely don't it's not something you should take like all the time i mean people are like oh it's good for fucking inflammation and recovery and there's cancer fighting stuff and they, people just kind of make claims about all this stuff yeah, yeah. um without uh, looking at any data like zero <laughs> so i i had looked it up um a year or two ago when it started to get really popular and like most of these things, there's not a lot of like data. There's not a yeah. lot of evidence to back up their claims. They just, you know, it's always something. It's fucking goji berries, it's matcha, or fucking alkaline water. Like there's always some thing to sell um, that is magical. And uh, they're never, <laughs> they're never magical. Um, as far as I know, like it's, it's not bad for you, but high levels of it can be problematic yeah so the way that it was sold to me and i bought it like i said 25 dollars. uh she told me you know take it like a spoonful in your tea or like you, you can eat it just a, a, a teaspoon a day or whatever right. or put in your tea so it's, it's red right the red moss no no it's well it is it's from that but like yeah, it's not red. The color, okay. Uh, it's like a yellow type of gel. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And so she was like, "Yeah, have it in the morning, and then have it before you go to sleep." And she was saying that it has all these properties that will help with all these different things, like your, you know, blood flow and this, that, and the other. Right. And so I was like, "All right, she's cute." I'm like, "Okay, yeah." So I, I bought some from her. And I had it today for the first time. Yeah. And put it in my tea. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, at the end, I'm like, I, I just bought this strange substance off of this woman who, yes, yeah. admittedly I see every day when I go to the gym. But I don't know what this is. Seaweed is good for you. Seaweed is good for you. Right. I'll just I know that. For you. Like, yeah. so it, it's good. It's There is no such thing, though, as like a this one thing will fix all of my stuff. It right. just doesn't exist. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I don't know if you remember, like at THQ, I used to sit at my desk eating seaweed. <laughs> and like, um, so I, I love seaweed. It's good for you, but obviously it's like super high salt content. So you want to monitor that. Like you don't want to go crazy because now you're like spiking your iodine to like insane levels. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know. Yeah. I just, I, yeah. Yeah. She's, I, she's cute. She, yeah, she's cute. I'm like, I'll, I'll give it a try. You know, we'll see how it goes. But I don't know. Like, I'm I'm that guy. Like, if you catch me in a moment. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, I, I do this thing. Da, 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 and I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, entrepreneur. Like, you're trying to sure. do something. Like, okay, I'll support. Yeah. And then as soon as I'm like, what the fuck did I just buy? <laughs> and I did Google CMOS. And I, because I, yeah. I, I, I read about it and, I, and all that kind of stuff. But it's just weird buying something from somebody that. I don't know. It's 
It's not like there's any label on it. It's just sure. she, she it's made just it. Bag. Yeah. 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 But yeah. So if I'm not around within the next couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like te- text me her uh, her it, name and I'll go look for her. Yeah. I'll avenge you. Thank you. Yeah, man. I got you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Infinity Pool. Yes. Okay. Which sounds like the name of a jacuzzi that you would buy at like a fucking one of these stores that sells yeah yeah that sells sea moss like, yeah or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Infinity, I mean, pool, infinity pools are a thing it's like the no edge you know you can i mean it just sounds like something that you know procter and gamble makes so yeah get the latest yeah. infinity pool for your uh, yeah, yeah, jacuzzi yeah. needs you know yeah but it's a movie in, have you ever been in an infinity pool uh no it's awesome is, the, is that a real thing yeah, and an infinity pool is just like a pool with no edge. So like the edge of the pool is the wall of the pool. So it's just flat. There's no like like sidewalk to the pool. Because I was gonna say there's always an edge to something. Yeah. So, Whether so it's, it's pronounced just, or not. It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's tiny, like it's you know, like an inch. Yeah. And uh usually that edge then overlooks like a, a cliff or a you know, the edge of your deck or whatever. So there's nothing beyond it. Okay. Okay. So if you're at the, you know, at the other end of the pool looking out, it just looks like the pool just goes or, or just drops off into nothingness. Yeah. Uh, when I was in Costa Rica, for the first half of our trip, we were staying at this fucking amazing place in the middle of the jungle, like literally in the middle of the jungle at the top of this mountain. And uh, it overlooked the ocean, this infinity pool overlook the ocean so like while you're swimming you could just like look at the ocean and the jungle was like below you it was fucking nuts um but so in this movie alexander skarsgård and his um alexander skarsgård is a writer but he wrote like one book like six years prior and he hasn't done anything since and he's married to this woman which Skars- which skarsgård is alexander he's the one from true blood and uh the northman and oh, okay okay yeah and uh, so he's married to this woman uh cleopatra coleman is her real name her name is m in the movie and she's like rich and supports him while he's trying to figure out how to write another book and they're at this vacation spot in some other country and uh, they have to stay in the resort because it's like barbed wire around and everybody's like you can't leave the resort it's dangerous don't leave so they meet this couple mia goth and um the guy's name i think it i'm trying to find him i can't find him well his picture's not there so i'm not sure um so they meet this couple and then they end up hanging out with him and, and she's like flirting with him and telling and Ale- mia goth is flirting with alexander, alexander skarsgård telling him she loves his book and like hang out with them and so both couples go out the mia goth and the other guy like bribe a guard to take his car and they leave the compound okay they're at this beach and they're you know, just drinking and whatever. And then like Mia Goth like sneaks away while and Alexander Skarsgård is peeing and she like jacks him off and he's like, what the fuck? And uh, they're driving back and he's drunk and his, the lights on the car start flickering like, the you know, shitty battery or whatever. And he ends up hitting a, a farmer crossing the road. So he's like, oh my God, oh my God. And they're just like, we have to just leave. Like, you don't want to go to jail here. Um, you know, this is not a good place. They'll just, they'll rape your wife and like, you know, fuck it, let's just get out. So they go back to the resort. In the morning, the police knock on the door, knock, knock, knock. And they're like, we're taking you to jail. So they take him and his wife to jail. 
And they're like, uh, Mia Goth and her husband told us what happened. You hit and run, killed this guy. And he's like, uh, yeah. And they're like, so our penalty here is death. Like, there's no trial. Like, you're going to die. And so it's execution. And the family of the man you killed get to kill you. That's our rule. Here. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> super intense. Wow. And uh, so okay. it goes to like their oldest born and his oldest born is 13. So his 13 year old son is going to kill you. And Alexander Skarsgård is like, wait, what? No, no, no. Wait, uh, what the fuck? Like, no, 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 no. And they're like, the only other option you have is you can pay us a shit ton of money and we will clone you. And then the boy can kill the clone. And he's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, let's do that. So wait, 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 what? Yeah. What? So they, what? they, they can, they're cloning humans in this country uh, exclusively to kind of act as a stand-in for people who commit crimes. For and, the transgressors, <laughs> yeah. But you actually have to have the money to pay for this. So his, you know, his wife is rich, so he, he pays. So how much was it? They, they never say. Oh, okay, okay. But I'm assuming... Just an know, absorbent amount of money. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. like, I don't know, 100 grand or so. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a good chunk of money. Yeah. But like, doable for rich people. And uh, so they make... So the family is aware that it's a clone too because like they're all watching. Like Alexander Skarsgård, his wife, and then the family are all sitting on like these like benches while the clone is tied up to a post like... In at the end of the room, so they're all watching. So the family knows it's a clone, and then like the boy walks up and just starts stabbing the shit out of, out of Alexander Skarsgård's clone. And uh, the wife, Skarsgård's wife, is obviously like freaking out and she's crying and hiding in his shoulder. And Skarsgård is like watching, and like he starts to like you could see like a slow smile creep across, like he likes it. It's like turning him on to watch it. So they go back to the hotel or the resort. And the wife is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you didn't look away. You're not upset. Like, we literally watched you die. And he's like, uh, whatever. <laughs> and uh, so he, he's kind of like distraught. And she's like, I'm leaving. I got to get out of here. And he's like, I can't find my passport. So she's like, well, maybe I'll just leave anyway. And he's like, yeah, you should leave. And once I find it, I'll come home. <laughs> okay yeah yeah and then uh mia goth like kind of takes him like she sees him in the lobby she has a drink with him and then she basically starts including him with her and her husband and then we quickly find out that they have both done this before like they've killed people in this island and have paid to have their clones killed and then she like introduces them to like i don't know like four other people or introduces alexander skarsgård to like four other people who all do it they're super rich people. And then you find out that they basically, to, to wrap this shit up, they basically go there every year, kill people, get arrested, and then have their clones killed. And they like that, it, they get off on it. They have like a little cult. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super fucked up. And then Alexander Skarsgård starts really getting into it. His wife bails. And then like at one point, so they kill like a couple people and then they, their clones get killed. And it's really intense imagery. And you're like, okay. And then at one point, they say to Alexander Skarsgård, the group said, and they're having like orgies and like a bunch of wild shit. Of course they are. Of yeah, course. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're telling him like, okay, we're going to go get the detective who always arrests us and who arrest, arrested you. And we're going to kill him. And he's like, okay. So they kidnap him. He's got a bag over his head. They bring him back to the hotel and Alexander Skarsgård, and they're telling Alexander Skarsgård like, Be beat him up, beat him up. So Alexander's fucking him up. 
and then they take the bag off and it's his clone. They had pay, they had just paid to get another clone of him and they made Skarsgård like almost kill himself. So he freaks out and runs away. And in my mind, I'm like, you've been watching yourself get murdered. Yeah. Like multiple times. I don't know why. Like, I get that this would be a step further, but it's not that far of a step. Like, yeah. So he freaks out. And then he goes back to his hotel and they're like knocking on the door like, come on, don't be a pussy. Come on. And he's like not answering. He's like, OK, these people are too crazy. I, I can't do this anymore. Then he like goes under the toilet and he pulls out his passport, which he had hidden because he wanted to stay. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the next morning he's trying to leave. He gets on this bus and he's going and then the group. Pull in front of the bus and they start shooting a gun like let get him off of the bus or we're going to kill everybody. So Alexander Skarsgård comes off the bus and they're like, you fucking pussy, blah, blah, blah. We, we actually, we've been manipulating you from the start. Your books suck. You're trash. And they're like making him walk down the road and they're driving behind him. And she's like reading shitty reviews aloud of his book to him. And oh, he's like, damn. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's harsh. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Shame. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, at some point he, and he's kind of like a pussy, you know, and he kind of turns around and then he, tries to like rush her because she's going to kill him or whatever. And then he runs off into the forest and he gets shot in the leg and he ends up running through and finding some cottage and they nurse him back to health over the night. And then the next day, the group shows up there and uh, they're like, come out. So he comes out and then they have the, the clone on like a leash. And they're like, you got to if you kill this dog and they're calling him a dog, yeah. if you kill the dog like you're back in the group and everything's fine. And he's like, no, I can't. So then they like, okay, dog, go get him. And Alexander Skarsgård, as like a dog, like rushes at him and fights him. Anyway, the real Alexander Skarsgård kills the clone and then proceeds to breastfeed off of Mia Goth. <laughs> and you're what? just like, what the? F yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's very weird. I thought, I, thought, I thought she had left. No, no, no. Uh, Mia Goth is, is not his wife. Mia Goth is the, the wife of the other guy like in this oh country. oh okay. Yeah. And, and okay she and she's kind of like running the cult his wife is the girl cleopatra whatever her name is oh, okay okay, okay. She, she's back yeah. in the states now so he's back in the group and then the next this is now the end of the movie and he's like calling his wife and trying to make amends like please let me come home i love you i'm sorry i fucked up and like on the phone she's like okay come back and you're like bitch what the fuck like this guy <laughs> <laughs> like he's no he's not a good guy anyway they're all, they get on a bus, uh, the cult, like their vacation's over. So they're going to go back home. So they're all on the bus and they're just talking about what they're going to do when they get back to LA or New York or whatever. And they're talking about like redecorate and just like boring, lame yeah, shit. Yeah. And Skarsgård is sitting in the back of the bus, like freaking out. Like, what the fuck? Like, I can't go back to my regular life. I just killed myself and, and I've been having orgies and doing drugs and like, I can't, what the fuck? And then, so he... Gets to the airport. They're like, all right, bye. See you next year. And then he looks at his ticket. And then the last shot is he's back at the hotel, uh, back at the resort, um, just like sitting in like it's now monsoon season. He's just like outside sitting in the rain. And, like he can't go back to his life. And that's it. That's the movie. OK. It's a strange movie, though. It's a strange movie. So that's a strange the feeling I had like and my friend, she's kind of felt the same thing, too. Like we were both like, this is not a bad movie. Like it's conceptually it's super interesting and really fucked up like horror sci-fi stuff but like nothing happens there's no story there's yeah. a concept but like no story and there's no arc like 
where people start at the movie, that's where they end at the movie. Yeah. I was going to say, it, it was, sounds like it's just a series of events. That's exactly what it is. And, and it, it felt like, I don't know if you've ever seen like art students, like film students that make movies, like for their classes and shit. Uh, maybe, maybe I have. I mean, you, you'd get yeah. the vibe right away. Yeah. Like you'd get it. It felt like that, like having seen a lot of like film students' movies where it's like they have a concept but they're either intentionally avoiding it or they don't know how to have a three act structure. And then, cause they don't, they want to be con contrary or they think it's edgy or whatever, but it's like the three act structure is actually important. <laughs> it's very helpful in storytelling. I mean, it's a reason why it's persisted yeah. for as long as it has. I mean, that is yeah. the backbone of any story. Yeah. You, you need a beginning, middle and end. And like, there is conflict. There is a beginning, there is a middle and then once it gets to the middle, it just kind of stays in the middle. Yeah. It's very weird. It was a very weird, 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 weird experience watching the movie. Where can, There's where, a bunch of cool imagery. Uh -huh. Where can I watch this movie? Like, where did you guys watch it? Was it's it? in theaters. I, I downloaded it. Oh, you saw it, it in it's theaters. In, it's in theaters now. So it, It's in theaters right now, yeah. Huh. I had never heard of this movie. Yeah. Until you mentioned it to me. I had no idea. And I, I like to kind of prime myself on knowing... I mean, obviously, I can't know everything that's in theaters, but yeah, I like. I'm surprised I haven't heard about this one, especially with the talent involved. Yeah, uh, who directed it? Is this a guy uh, that's done Brandon Cronenberg? David oh yeah, that's Cronenberg, right. Yeah, so. yeah, you mentioned yeah. that, Brandon. Okay, wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it was really interesting, man. I is it worth a watch? Like, would you recommend it to me? With how it's not it, how it's, much like how you know me? Like, do you think I could? No, I don't think you'd like it. And I, I don't think it's worth the $15 you'd have to pay for it. Yeah. I think if you watch it when it goes to streaming, yes. Like just as a weird experience to have and to see some fucked up visuals. How, yeah. long, how long is it? I think it's, I think it's 90 minutes. Okay. Maybe, it right. might've it might been two hours. It felt like towards the end, it did feel like, okay, like, all right, let's, let's wrap this up. Let's get through it. But, um, Maybe it was two hours. It probably felt longer than it was because yeah. of because of your point that there was no three act structure to it. Yeah, because you're any movie you watch, you you can always kind of even whether you know it or not of the three act structure. Like there's if you've seen enough movies, you yeah. know the the ride that you're on. Yeah, starts here, shit pops off second yeah. act and then the resolution the third act yeah and, so kinda, and then you kind of know okay we're yeah. ramping up to the finish but if there is no if it's plateauing from like the first act to the second <laughs> and it just goes, yeah you're like it could be you know 90 minutes but feel like three hours yeah exactly you know yeah this yeah it, it was just weird i, I can't because i wouldn't call it bad because like it's a super interesting concept yeah. and there's really fucked up and cool visuals and like all the actors are entertaining like whether or not they're good or bad whatever but like it's entertaining it but uh, it's definitely not good but it's also not bad i don't know yeah, it's, it's yeah. very weird it's very weird well i think you know the fact that you can say that it's not bad is a good thing right and as far as being worth like it's a movie that is an experience yeah um not of the norm definitely not and it sounds to me like it's worth a watch i mean i i i'll check it out you know yeah i mean i, I guess I you're right i guess like to have that experience and to just see a weird thing yeah i guess i guess yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but I, again, it's uh, for anybody who's going to watch it. Like, I am not saying it's a good movie, but it's a it's a it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it's yeah. a thing. Yeah. I told you I saw Knock at the Cabin. The it, oh, the, did you the new M Night Shyamalan? Okay. Yeah. And and oh, it was great. Really? I liked it a lot. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really good. Uh, Dave Bautista, uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Honestly, everybody. I mean, it, it's a bottle film. Like, there's only so it's Batista, and then it's his group of guys that are knocking at the cabin. Are and you then, recording? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I, I I was thoroughly entertained from start to finish, and so Batista's a bad guy. No, I mean he's. I mean, I'm, I don't want to spoil it for you. Okay. Okay. Um, but I would just say, I mean, Batista is the He's the antagonist and the protagonist. Okay. But it's really not a movie about good guys and bad guys. And I think that's what makes the movie such a um, entertaining watch. Is it, mm. I mean, it's it's the whole idea. I mean, do you know anything of the movie? No. Uh, so this couple, uh, these two guys, uh, this, this this married couple, um, they have their adopted daughter, and they're going on a vacation to this cabin. And they get there and all of a sudden someone knocks, literally knocks at the door and it's Batista. And he basically tells them, please let me in. This is a matter of life and death. The, and not just our lives, yours and mine, but of the planets. Mm. Uh, we are here to avert a catastrophe that is going to transpire unless we do this thing. And of course, they're like, what the fuck is this crazy person at the door? And like, But Batista breaks himself in, and him and his compatriots, I think it's like, uh, it's him and then four other people. Okay. And they tell them, it's like, look, they tell this family, one of you needs to sacrifice the other. And it can't be us doing it. Like, you have to choose someone within your group wow. to kill. Otherwise, this thing is going to the apocalypse mm. is going to transpire. And that's, and that's the conceit. That's the gimmick of the whole film where, and you know, they tie the family up. Batista is the way he plays it. Like, and not just him, but, all, but him and the rest of the people that he's with, it's like, no one wants to be there doing this. Like they all seem very sincere and okay. believing in what it is that they're doing, knowing how crazy they sound. Right. And the whole movie is them trying to uh, convince this family that this is the thing that needs to happen. Hmm. Otherwise, we're all going to go. Hmm. Like, not all of us here today in this cabin, but everybody. And it's just very compelling. And, and like, Batista fucking kills it. Right. Uh, the argument of who's the best wrestler turned actor. Oh, there's no argument. I mean, so, even even before this movie came out, it, it was no argument. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Dave Batista, and he leans into the role. He's fucking fantastic. I thought, yeah, you know, M. Night Shyamalan did a great job uh, directing it. You know, huh. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And wow. I was on pins and needles from the moment it started to the moment that it ended. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. Um, so I, right. I, I it get the, it gets the it, two big thumbs up from b song all right uh, yeah i'll check that out yeah huh yeah i mean i think probably before but definitely after blade runner i was like yeah 
Batistas, there's no equivalent to somebody from sports or sports entertainment, rather, like moving into film. No, you're right, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sports entertainment, pro wrestling, but even sports, like, yeah, yeah. who who is who has come from that field? Yeah, whether it's professional sports, pro wrestling, that has had the sort of um, the gravitas, like, and and that's the thing, like, even when he's doing like Drax and Guardians of the Galaxy. Which is a silly role, and he's yeah. even come out and says, "Like, yeah, I really, I'm trying to pivot away from doing that. Yeah. I really want to make more kind of Movies. serious things." Yeah. yeah. Uh, but even him doing Drax, I mean, his comedic timing, yeah, he's good, was great. He's good, and he just, I just, I, I have so much respect for him <clears throat> from, and not, I mean, not just the acting. Like when he left WWE at his hottest, by the way, yeah, he went in much like Brock Lesnar. Well, Brock started, you know, he wanted to be a football player and that didn't pan out. Then he went to the UFC and, you know, dominated for a time. Uh, Batista did the same where he was like, well, I, I want to do MMA fights. And he didn't dominate in the same way that Brock did, but he, he fought. He, he 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 had a match. I thought he had like two fights. He had, he had one two. and it was. Fake. I mean, it wasn't UFC. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> and, and, and it was and it was fake. <laughs> oh, OK, OK. Yeah, you can see it. It's uh, yeah, because he, yeah, um, but my point- I, 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 yes, yes, and then he went to. I, I can't think like there's musicians who have become good actors and like comedians who have become good, but like as far as like any sort of athletic, I can't think of anybody yeah. who's done yeah. as he's, and even so, his first movie was Wrong Side of Town, and uh, that's a bad movie. With but RVD, like, yeah, and and one of my old friends, um. That's a bad movie, but like he is good in it. Yeah. He was watchable. And I remember when I first watched and I watched it because like, you know, one of my very close friends is in it. And uh, I didn't say this to him, but I, well, I, I didn't I, I said a version of this, but I said like, oh, Batista was really good. And then he's he's been good in everything. And he's you can see him progressing like a lot of people like they get OK and they just kind of like, that's it. Yeah. You know, like The Rock just found a. A, a way to be and then that's it that's yeah. that's who he's playing yeah but like batista really like steps out of his comfort and he does yeah and that's the thing like he batista's a guy who wants to take roles that are uh antithetical to how you think yeah are the roles that he should be playing yeah not to say that he hasn't done those roles but i just love and respect him as a as as an artist who's like you know yes I'm big, I'm bulky, I'm muscular, but I also, I want to act and I want to yeah. be put in roles that go against the typecasting you may think me of. Yeah, and and don't make the movie a, a vehicle for me. Yeah. Like everybody else does. Like, you know, like, like you know. Right, exactly, yeah. He's, that, that, that's all, every rock movie is just like, make me look good. He's the idea. And that's it. He's, yeah. he's yeah. Yeah, this is and, about me. Yeah. And he, Batista doesn't, doesn't do that at all. If anything, he's probably like one of the He's a character actor. Totally. He's a character actor. And, and, totally. and like I said, like in the Knock of the Cabin, like he is the, I'm putting up air quotes, the lead. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, he, and he is. I mean. Sure. But it's not. It's not, like, I, I don't think this movie is being sold off of the strength of, oh, Batista's the star. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Like that is what is selling this film. Right. But he slides in and just carries this movie in a way that I, I found 
And again, as someone who's been a fan of his his acting work, I'm like, probably his best role wow. that he's done. All right. I'll because out, he, yeah. because he's so because he's so front and center. And he's mm-hmm. gentle and he's menacing and he's he the 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 range that, that his character has to be in this movie is fascinating. And the way that he's able to pull it all off, I thought was fantastic. Wow. So yeah. All right. That's cool. You know, and, and John Cena is like a, a close second. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he is. Yeah. He's he's like really trying to like obviously he's still doing like, you know, some versions of what you'd expect. But even like when he was in like train wreck and all that other shows, like, oh damn, he's like totally I, doing like he's like being he's he's being an actor. Like this I, is crazy. Peacemaker was his breakout. Yeah. For me. Yeah, yeah. Like and again, it's it's yes, it yes, it is a comic book show. Sure, he is playing the heavy in the sense yeah. of being that badass, kick-ass character. But he's willing to be stupid. He's willing to be right, vulnerable. He's right, willing exactly. To, like his yeah. that character goes through so many emotional ups and downs, and he's not cool. Like he's never. Yeah, he's like a a badass, but he's never cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's always like a bumbling idiot yeah. and stupid and a racist and like he doesn't know so yeah yeah and he finds himself throughout the entire yeah and yeah yeah uh batista and and cena and it's funny too because in wwe john cena and and dave batista batista they were both they both rose to the main event at the same time Mm. uh john cena was 1a batista was 1b right uh Cena was wrecking shop on the Raw brand, and Batista was holding it down on the SmackDown brand. Mm. And they were the two linchpins, the two pillars at that time holding the company up. You know, with Cena being, you know, the obvious number one, but it was Batista who was number two. Right, right. And when when Batista left WWE for the first time, because he came back for a couple shots, but when he Mm. left his full time gig there. He was he had turned heel, uh, and he was doing the best work of his career. Oh wow! And I and, and I think and I'm not the only one. Like anybody who follows wrestling, like they would say that Hill Batista towards the end before he left was killing it. And it was like, where was this? Wow! Where was this guy? Uh, and it was it was like one of those situations where like, you were so sad that he's leaving because like, dude, you were firing all cylinders right but i think he also probably recognized that too it was like okay i got this now like let me put this and uh put this talent this energy in a way where one i ain't gotta do all the bumps and i can prolong my yeah there's a future yeah there's a future there's a future at at a certain point there's no future in professional wrestling because you're going to be so fucked up like it your body's going to just stop yeah and then and then what then what do you do it's like and he yeah. lever and he leveraged what he was doing towards the end into this career that he has now. And and he started with movies. He started at the bottom. Like he started with wrong side of town. Wrong side, just, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a low budget. I don't even know if it was union. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Um and he just yeah, he worked his way up. And yeah. And that's just, him, and that's man. the thing too, where it's like, you know, because again, talking about the whole uh comparison between him and Cena. You know, John Cena, again, being the, the ace of WWE yeah. at that time, like he was given <laughs> movies like uh, the Marine. Right. Uh, he made like they 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 had picked him for these movies that they yeah. were doing. And it was all like 
on brand for what he was already doing in WWE. In WWE, yeah. Like yeah. Batista was never really afforded that. And right. until he left. And like you said, he's he left WWE. And then once he got into acting, started at the bottom. Yeah. And worked his way up. Yeah, and, he he worked. Yeah. 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 I remember like in the theater watching him in Blade Runner and just being stunned. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like how how did he get so much better? Because I think previously it was just he was just doing the Guardians movies, and he's fine. But he's not like he's fine in the role, and it's it's it is what it is. And then, yeah, Blade Runner. I was like, holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> like he's 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 acting, and he's only in it for what like five minutes. I was gonna say like ten or fifteen, but it might it oh, might maybe. it might just be five. But I mean, yeah. he's in the in the opening. Yeah, but I. How cool is that, man? Yeah, like yeah, I'm in Blade Runner, right? Right. right, and I and and not only am I in Blade Runner, I am one of the parts of that movie that people have in the front of their memories of it, yeah. like his performance and that character, because he, like Batista, is so good at just playing things um, small and quiet. Yeah, you know, like he, yeah, it, it's very clear he's made like a conscious decision because obviously he's a thoughtful person in real life. Um, but like he made a decision to like I don't want to be the meathead in the yeah, movies. Like, exa I don't exactly. Don't want to be yeah. that guy. Yeah. Like, it's, it's very clear that he made like a very conscious choice and told his manager and told his agent like, no, I want to be an actor, so yeah. I'll serve the movie and but just like don't put me in these. these I don't. Want, I'm not a Schwarzenegger. Or these whatever. atypical like, roles. Yeah. It's yeah. like no. I'm. I. I can. I can bring more than yeah. that. You know. Don't just look at me and my size and think that I'm only this. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. And and it's also, it's like him and, and now Cena as well, who's like branched out and and, and uh, allowed himself to be vulnerable on screen. But especially with Batista, like there aren't a lot of giant muscle bound people who can also be emotional on yeah. camera. Like there's just, there's, I don't know, there's just not a lot of that. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's, it's, a, that's a really hard thing to find. Like give me like a, somebody who's fucking jacked and huge, who also has like range exactly, yeah. and can that's, emote, that's, yeah, yeah. That's not easy to find. It's not, and it's funny because like the way that pro wrestling is now, it is less about the the jacked up physiques, and it has been like this for a, for a while now. But like back when we were kids, it was pro wrestling was all about these monsters, like these guys, like Ultimate Warrior. Hulk Hogan's racist ass, uh, guys that just were like muscles on muscles on muscles. Yeah, and throughout the years, like it's 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 flipped. Like there's now a stigma. Like if you are a jacked up body guy, that's in yeah. pro wrestling, there's now this preconceived notion that you can't work. That yeah, because of your side, like you you don't know, like you're not going to be as good a wrestler as this guy who may not be as jacked as you, but still looked athletic. But doesn't have muscles everywhere. Yeah. And it's funny how that has flipped. And it's even like that with a lot of action movies and stuff now. Like, yeah. You look at like like who are the top like action stars? I mean Jason Statham. Well, well, now The Rock is like the only other Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's The Rock who's that typical atypical muscle bound yeah. dude. Yeah. But other than that, it's like Jason Statham and you know, Keanu Reeves. And uh And honestly, I I'm I'm gonna have to throw in I know how you know his his age and everything. And again, not being ages, but fucking Tom Cruise. Oh yeah, yeah last yeah. year was in 
yeah. one of the biggest movies that came out last year in Top yeah. Gun. And, 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 and he's and no, no like, muscle-bound. No, and he's dude. never been. Never he's been. been doing action for a really long yeah. time, too. Like, yeah. I, I love Tom. I mean, I, I hate that he's like... Yeah, the whole more, Scientology like, thing. Like, but it's more than just Scientology. Like, he's like number two of a horrible cult. Like, he's like the second guy, and he's, you know... In a horrible brainwashing organization, it's really bad. Uh, I was just listening to Leah Remini talk about it, and it's just so scary, so fucking scary. He has like servants all the time, like just twenty four seven servants. Yeah, that's it's really uh, scary. Yeah, they the have a thing. Yeah, the Scientology thing, thing, thing scares me. Uh, I mean, there, I mean it, it's no, it, it's to me, it's less scary than Christianity and whatever. But like, um, it's just, it's just scary that like it's new <laughs> like yeah. that's why it's it's yeah. scary like, you know it, it's not at all where it's by far more tame than christianity yeah i yeah the whole yeah the scientology thing is just weird to me yeah and it's and, and i love tom cruise like i'm a big fan of his movies yeah, he's amazing i think he's a great actor yeah he's amazing uh, and, and he's and he's the from stuntmen who said this too he's the gnarliest stuntman in hollywood yeah, right now yeah like Stuntmen don't do the shit he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> like I could fucking hold on to a plane as flying. No, I know. Yeah, shit. yeah. He puts himself out there. Like he puts. Yeah, like he doesn't yeah, half-ass anything. Anything no. he's involved with, he does not half-ass. It's like, yeah. If I'm gonna be attached to this movie, you're getting me as yeah. much as I can give you. Yeah, he's and intense. he gives a lot. You know, he's intense. Yeah, he's an intense yeah. dude for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Uh. So before we go, so when I did my solo episode, I had mentioned that I had started watching You People on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you aware of this movie? I'm aware of the kiss at the end. Okay. The one that was CGI, apparently. <laughs> which, watching it, I didn't pick up on that. Like, it, it didn't seem noticeable to me. But sure. I just don't have that, that eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is a movie. Well, first of all, so you, you haven't seen it. I, no, I, I saw the kiss, and I saw a scene where Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill are in the car, and Eddie Murphy's trying to get him to say the N word. Niggas in Paris. Yes, that whole thing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So this this movie has sparked a lot of discussion on channels that I follow on YouTube. Uh, okay. Especially with like a lot of uh, you know black uh, content creators, um, and myself being a brother. Mm -hmm. Boom, Wakanda forever. Uh, I watched this movie, and when I recorded the episode that I did for myself, I said I was like maybe 30, 40 minutes in, and I was enjoying it. Right. I finished it. And? Okay, so <laughs> the movie. All right. So for me, I, I think. The discussion that's being had about it and like things that I've 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 seen on YouTube from people that, that are dissecting it. I can't say that anybody's wrong because this movie is definitely I'm not gonna say problematic, because that's like uh, okay. too too large of a word. My my biggest criticism of the film is that it is so much low-hanging fruit. Mm. Um and it definitely and what it's trying to do, where you've got Jonah Hill, we all know Jonah Hill, 
white guy uh, from many, Super many bad. a good, many a good movie. I love yeah. Jonah Hill. The first time I yeah. saw him in a movie was Accepted with Justin Long. Okay. This shitty little comedy, which yeah. I enjoyed. And it was the first time that I, I, I think I had seen Justin Long before, but it was the first time I saw Jonah Hill and immediately liked this guy. And Jonah Hill is a great fucking actor. Uh, Lauren London plays his uh, uh, significant other mm-hmm. in this very beautiful black woman who was the uh, partner of Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. May you rest in peace. R.I.P. And so I'm watching this movie and and, and it, it should go. The writer is Jonah Hill and Kenya, Bar- Kenya Barris. Kenya Barris is a guy that I have had a up and down relationship with. Okay. Uh, mostly down in recent times. Okay. He was he was a guy that created Blackish. Do you ever watch Blackish? I th- with Anthony. No. But you've no. heard of the show. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I thought Black was really good. Okay. Uh, he then parlayed that success. And I mean, they did a spinoff, Grownish, which I've only seen like two episodes. I never really watched a whole lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he did the show on Netflix called Black as Fuck, Black okay. AF. Okay. With uh, my girl. It was so, and he actually stars in it. He, it's him and old girl, Quincy, Quincy Jones's, uh, daughter oh uh, rashida jones rashida jones yeah and i love me some rashida jones so yeah she's great yeah I've, yeah she yeah she's mount rushmore black as fuck was terrible uh i fucking hated that show i i felt that it first of all you're gonna name a show black af and it is the complete opposite like <laughs> And, and but in in the sense of like I'm not even trying to say like oh it can't be black as fuck if you're talking about like an affluent black family yeah like that is not why I say it's not black as fuck as all like it's just in in recent times like especially with this show like Kenya to me seems to just be dealing with low hanging fruit when it comes to the black community sure the atypical stereotypes. Uh, and potential frustrations, whether real or not, that especially in that show that he feels as being a rich, successful black man, uh, it just a lot of a lot of his comedy, a lot of his writing just reads like you're either trying too hard, yeah, um, or it's like he's just trying it to just, ride it away. doesn't it doesn't resonate with me, yeah, uh, as someone who was. I'm assuming might be part of the audience, but the, but the thing is with him is like I, I'm not sure, and I think with mm-hmm. you people, it, I, I, I'm watching this. And I'm like, okay, I know you're a black man writing this, but I don't even know if I'm your in, if I'm the intended intended audience for it. Right. And so the movie is the the movie is <laughs> it is it's got it's got uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Right and plays Jonah David Hill's Duchovny. mom. David Duchovny plays Jonah Hill's dad. Uh, Eddie Murphy plays Lauren London's father. A great cast. Nia Long too, right? Nia Long, yeah. Nia Long is a uh, mother. Lifetime crush. Lifetime great, crush. Yeah, great cast. The movie to me is not as bad as a lot of people say that it is. Okay. It's also not good. Right. But at the same time, 
I would be lying if I sitting here talking to you right here, right now. You ask me how many times I've seen this movie. Ask me. <laughs> how many times have you seen this movie? Like seven. What the fuck? Like seven times I've watched this movie. Why? You have you. Have, There's just something about it. Have you ever seen a movie that you know is just not good? Yeah. But is <laughs> just imminently and just easily watchable. Sure. And that is what this movie is to me. Because I do think that there is like when I when I when I did that episode by myself, like I I was I'm not lying, like legit, like watching it, yeah, I enjoyed like the first half of the, of, of you people is great. Hmm. I think and it's funny, it's funny because I've heard contrary opinions to my own, but I thought the chemistry between Jonah Hill and Lauren London was fantastic. Like their relationship and how they meet and how they become a couple. Mm. I thought it was fucking great to watch. And okay. I love seeing them together and interacting and how they develop this bond and this love. I'm like, man, I dig this. This is great. Okay. okay. The chemistry for me was on point as, 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 you know, two worlds apart. Although Jonah's character in the movie is like all about the black culture. Like he's got, mm -hmm. he's doing this podcast with his black friend, um, this comedian, Sam J, I think is her name. Uh, and I love their interactions. And he's just, he's just a Jewish white guy that just is all about the black culture, hip hop mm -hmm. and all that. And I, 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 I really enjoyed watching him and Lauren together as they are courting their relationship. And the movie definitely takes a, uh, a different tone once the parents are involved. Okay. And that's for me is where the movie really starts to just kind of dip down precipitously. And for me, like outside of, and I know that what Kenya and Jonah were trying to do is like, okay, so here it is 2023, 2022, whenever the movie was made, you know, post George Floyd, post all this shit, Trump and all that. You've got this Jewish guy dating this black woman. Yeah. And now you're bringing their families into it. And how is that going to go? Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, it's uh, guess who's coming to dinner, right. right? The Sydney Portier film from way right. back in the day. And there, there, there was so much uh, material that you could do of remaking that movie now. But instead of, you know, uh, doing it smartly mm -hmm. and doing it above, like I said, the low hanging fruit, mm -hmm. all they do is just yeah. the low hanging fruit of it all. Yeah. Uh, you know, I you find know. like any, usually like any movie, any of the cultural fish out of water movies are almost always that. It's just like, just do the cliche things that yeah. every other version of this movie does. And it's different, like, you know, the Asian fish out of water, like, they do the same shit. The Jew fish out of water, they do the black fish out of water. It's, yeah. like, it's always, it's, it, it, they just copy the same. It's very odd. Yeah, it, it, and, it, and it's just lazy. Yeah. I mean, you're always talking about the writing of it. Yeah. The writing failed this movie. Right. Uh, in the begin, I, I will say, like, midway through the second act, the writing just craters, where it's like... Right. You had an opportunity to do something to basically elevate the material that you have, this whole situation, and make it more and basically, you know, uh, 
uh, subvert people's expectations. Cause like going yeah. in, I was expecting a certain thing and they gave me exactly what I was <laughs> thinking I was going to get. Yeah. But they had a great opportunity. It's, and, and again, like with all of the talents they had, I mean, Eddie Murphy doesn't make movies that often. Yeah. And he's in this. He still and I, looks amazing. He that does. Yeah. It, unbelievable. Yeah. And, and I think, I think Eddie's performance, like no one's performance was bad. It was just the material right. that they had wasn't great. was so one note. And, yeah. and like I said, it's just lazy, you know, yeah. like, and in fact, like the scene you, you, you talked about where, you know, it's him and Jonah cause uh, Jonah wants to hang out with uh, her dad, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. And, uh, that scene in the car where he, where they're talking and it, and, it, and like, I actually liked that scene because it felt the most real, mm-hmm. uh, out of anything that was anything else in the movie with them to in particular, where he's talking, where, where Jonah's telling me, yeah, I do this podcast, you know, about the culture. And it's like, well, what culture It's like, if it's black culture, you might, I don't understand why you say black culture. It's like, you're doing the thing about my culture, you know, whatever. Right. And so, and they, and, and so that song comes on, you know, Kanye and Jay Z, niggas in Paris, and uh, it comes on, and like Jonah's like, oh yeah, boom, like this is my shit, yo. Yeah. It's like boom, I love this, and Eddie kind of be like, oh yeah, you, you like this song, huh? <laughs> it's like so, so who, who are the guys that yeah. were in Paris? And it's like, oh well, you know, I think it was just you know, uh, the friends they get together, they go to. To, to Paris and they're just on a jaunt, you know, to hang out and this, that, and the other. It's like, well, what kind of, like, what's it, what's in the chorus? I think, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't remember. Yeah. And, and again, that's also low hanging fruit, but yes. the way they play it, it was, it was funny. And it was okay. one of the funniest moments in the movie, which again, I should say is a comedy, right. which really isn't all that funny. <laughs> right. You know, and again, like all the jokes for me landed within the first like 40 minutes. And outside of this scene with uh, Jonah Hill and Eddie in the car and him and Eddie Murphy's character trying to get him to say nigga in Paris, like the actual title of the song, they're both obviously enjoying. Yeah. That was funny. Uh, but the worst thing that it did, in my opinion, is that it's just, it becomes such a rote cliche end where You've got these two adults, like Jonah Hill. He's younger than me. Looks, look, all respect, Jonah. I love you, dog. Yeah, like, he I'm looks old. Fan. He looks old. Yeah. Lauren London is, in a, is he's a woman. Yeah. She doesn't look anything close to being like straight out of high school, straight out of college, whatever. She's a woman. In the film, they establish they have their own lives, careers. How old shit. are they supposed to be? In their thirties, they're adults. Oh. They're adult okay. adults. And when the issues arise with the two families and how they're, and again, because they have to have some kind of drama to the film, yeah. they basically are like, oh, well, my family doesn't like yours and my family doesn't like yours, right. da, da, da. so we have to break up. And I'm like, what? This I is mean, like, no. I, I guess like for some people, that's a, a thing that, you know, they're like really kind of controlled by their families it can be but it but the thing is again the writing it's never established right that like when you first meet these two people they are they're independent like, they're independent yeah. self-sufficient yeah. uh yes they respect their family but they make it plain it's like no uh it did it didn't ring true right. the way that they established introduced jonah's character lauren's character that they would ever get to a point if anything i was expecting it to go where where it's like okay look both our parents are causing us grief. 
let's me and you dip out yeah. and do our own thing, like whatever. But they don't do that, which was the most obvious thing based on everything that we had seen with right, them. Right. It was like because the script demanded it, now all of a sudden, everything that Jonah's family says, which he throughout the film is like, Mom, stop. Like, what do you like, Dad? Cut it. And even yeah. with and even with with Lauren's <laughs> character and her family, it's like it just it all ends and it has to become this rote romantic comedy where mm-hmm. we now have the breakup because our families are at odds. And then of course the two, uh, you know, Julia Louis Dreyfus and Eddie Murphy have this epiphany and they come together at the end and they bring them back together again. Sure. And then they get, I'm like, ah, you know, what's interesting. I, I was just talking about this with one of my uh, friends. She had seen, whatever that Ashton Kutcher, Reese Witherspoon rom-com that just came out. And she was saying how bad it was. She's like, it's really, really bad. I haven't even heard about that one. Yeah. And she's she's a writer. And so she's like hypercritical anyway. But like, she's like, no, no, it's, it's God, it's so bad. And what we were talking about, like how interesting it is, like the romantic con- romantic comedy genre is like, it's it's such a clear kind of laid out path of how to make a, a romantic comedy, but like it's, it's gotten wrong so often. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. Like yeah. the examples of it done well, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, Annie Hall, when Harry met Sally sleep in Seattle, you've got mail, like these type of movies, like when they're good, they're so fucking good. Yeah. But somehow they, they just, and it's like a very simple kind of linear storytelling, but for somehow they just get butchered all the they, time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so, and that's why I've seen it so many times. Like it's, it's not a good movie, but you like it. I, 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 it's an easy watch. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. one of those things like I can put on as I'm working and I enjoy, like I said, the first half of it. And when it gets to that point, even when, even when it gets to a point where it gets really bad, mm-hmm. it's still watchable uh, sure. and it's, and it's, and it's entertaining enough. It's just, you get to that point. At least for me, you know, the first time you see it, you get to that point, it's like, oh, man, this could have been so much better than what it was. Like, the material could have been there. The talent is obviously there. Mm-hmm. They were just let down by the material that they were given. Right. Uh, but at the same it's, it's like one of the best bad movies that I've seen. Interesting. In a very long time. Because, again, like, I, it's... The scenes with Jonah and Lauren, I, I, I love those scenes and them huh. just talking and, like, and, and there's this thing, and it, it's uh, it's it's like kind of a, a joke throughout the film where, because he's because Jonah Hill's character, he works for his real job. He works for some uh, 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 money firm, or whatever, like mm. Wall Street type financial shit. But he hates it, and he wants to get out. And so when they get serious, you know, they do this thing where he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go in, babe." Uh, and I think he's been he's proposed already at this point, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna I'm gonna quit." I'm gonna focus all my energies on the podcast and the show, and uh, and she so so she, she's bigging him up. She's like, "You got the juice, uh, you know from from juice, right?" Yeah, it's yeah. like you got the juice. You go in there, you tell him da da da, and and he's like, "Yeah," and he gets all all pumped up, and she's like, you, "You know, your mom probably never allowed you to see juice. I'll I'll show you juice <laughs> when you come home tonight." And yeah. he looks at her, he's like, 
how the fuck don't ever disrespect me like that <laughs> i i have seen jews probably more than you have yeah but throughout the film there are a couple other instances where they go back to that same joke where she talks she she mentions that he's never seen juice and he just gets so upset like i like no i have seen juice like no and and, and it, but again it's like it speaks to their relationship and it's like and how they get along and like yeah. that joke that like that through line and i just i, I just i enjoyed that and then yeah, yeah but that's a movie from start to finish. No, it's, it's not good. Right. But yeah, you not. just enjoy it anyway. You know, I, I, I like that like concept where you can find something and be like, I know this isn't good. Like, I know that, but there's something about it that I love. I, yeah. I, I, I watch a movie constantly. I watched it twice this week. <laughs> the is a Johnny Depp movie, Roman Polanski, unfortunately, but it's a Johnny Depp movie oh, called I the know. ninth gate. The ninth gate. Yeah. I knew you were going to say it. Yeah. yeah, I saw it in the theater. I bought it on DVD. I bought it on Blu-ray. I own the book that it's based on. I've, I, you know, I, 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 like I said, I watched it twice this week. It's a movie I can put on. Like, I can finish it and start it again and be like, yep, let's do it. Yeah. I've seen it so much. And it's like, I know it's not a very good movie. I know that. But I love this movie so much. <laughs> I watch it all the time. It's effortlessly watchable. And I'm always, always entertain it's like a movie like like what you're saying about with you people where it's like it doesn't matter what mood i'm i'm on if, if i don't know what to watch i can put this on and it's guaranteed that i'll enjoy it yeah 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 even though it's I, not very good i've never seen the ninth gate i know i knew exactly what you were talking about before i love you, it you said yeah I've, ne I've never seen it yeah it's uh so it, it's a good bad movie i don't think it's bad people think it's bad okay i okay, don't think yeah. when i watch it i'm like i i get that maybe it's slightly i'm not i don't i i don't i don't get it i was gonna try to say it. well no you, if you I don't like it. it that's all i, I like I it there. yeah yeah, okay. yeah i like it but like when people talk about it they, like the movies they think it's awful and i'm like i don't get it i really like it i think it's really good yeah i remember <laughs> when it came out that was like what 98 99 something, something like that like yeah that? yeah 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 i really like it i like the music i like the, the way he dresses um he's got cool glasses it's like a they travel all over, you know, any movie where there's traveling. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that too. I like that too. Yeah. That's what, like when you watch like Indiana Jones, especially like Last Crusade, you're like, fuck, they're going here and there and this is an adventure. And they pull up the map and you see the plane the going like, oh, <laughs> yeah. here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this one, you know, it's a, it's about, you know, a cult and, and Satan worshipers. And, but it's not about that. It's just about him trying to track. He's a, he's a book dealer and uh, he just gets kind of wrapped up in this thing and it's just it's super fun i just i love it so much same thing gonna, like, like like constantine it's like i if somebody were to say like that movie sucks i would i'd get it like i understand what you're saying but this movie is fucking awesome <laughs> i know i know I, i've never understood people saying constantine is no good and i'm gonna watch the ninth gate yeah you and watch back to back with constantine you watch you people is it streaming it's on netflix okay it was like the number one movie on netflix for like a month Oh, it's been out for a while. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's popular. Like, you know, people like it. I think okay. it, it get, it's getting a lot of views and stuff. Um, okay. All right, I'll watch it. But yeah, I'm going to check out The Ninth Gate. And you watch you people. And we will come back. And I, I have a feeling that I will also like The Ninth Gate. I hope so. And then you will probably also be like, yeah, you people is bad. Yeah. But there's enough here 
that it was it was an easy enough watch. Yeah, because there was never a moment where I wanted to turn it off or be like, I'm bored. Uh, It's just if if you're entertained, it's like that's all that's all I need. It it doesn't need to go deeper than that. Like if it goes deeper than that, great. But it doesn't need to. It doesn't need to. I just need to be entertained. That's that's all this is. And and I I know that you know Eddie Eddie Murphy was getting well I, I'm not I'm gonna say criticism is too hard of a word but there were people saying you know why did Eddie come back for this mm-hmm. because but I actually liked Eddie Murphy in this because he doesn't he's not there for the ha-has. right and I like that he played it kind of straight and serious sure and I'm like hey you know just because Eddie Murphy is known for his comedy it's like he can also do other things like yeah and I and I liked how he played his character the way that he did where. And he's you done. Know, he non... wasn't there for the punchline. Yeah, he, like, and he's done that before. Like, yeah. forty-eight hours is not. He's not like the. It's not Beverly Hills Cop. Like, it's totally. He's being serious in that movie. And yeah. uh, there was what, what was that movie where he was like a, well, uh, a Mo, Motown guy. Yeah, Sh- Dream Girls. Dream Girls. He was yeah. serious in that. Yeah, yeah, and this is not, obviously not anywhere near Dream Girls, but sure. in this comedy. And I think that's also why I liked his performance in it. And again, the material was not the best, but I thought yeah. his acting was great mm-hmm. because you, it, it's a comedy. We all know it's like, okay, you people's a comedy, Eddie Murphy's in it. So I think maybe everybody was expecting him to be the uh, catalyst for a lot of the jokes, right? but he's not, he's a straight man. Sure. Uh, a lot of the, the jokes were either done by, you know, Jonah or anybody else, but his right. character as a father, um, and he plays a Muslim, Nation of Islam Muslim, Bean Pie, uh, was this just very straight-laced. He was a straight guy. He was a straight right. man in this comedy. Right. And I thought he did a really good job. Right. I'll check it out. Yeah. That's and it, it's quick. Like, it goes down, honestly, like a cup of coffee. Like, it's not long. Okay. Um, And like I said, you'll probably feel the same way that I did, where it's like you're watching it like, man, I don't, this is great. Yeah. But then you will see the, the, the drop off. It, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. That's good to know. Well, where can I watch uh, the Ninth Gate? Like, is that a, on streaming someplace? That's a good. Or do question. I got to rent it? Um, uh, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine is one of the greatest years of film oh, ever. Hello. Oh. Uh. Oh. It, yeah. 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 Nineteen ninety nine is an amazing year for film. Yeah. Oh, it's on Amazon. Can you hear me? For uh. For like Amazon Prime rental, A- Amazon or Prime, Amazon yeah. Prime like streaming. Okay, all right, cool. Yes, should I watch it tonight? Hell yeah! With my uh, I just ordered some food from uh, yeah. California. Yeah, you, while you're uh, nice, yeah. While you're eating, while you're eating your California chicken, you can go watch some Ninth Gate. Yeah, my, uh, my internet is unstable. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's me? let's wrap it up. Yeah, it's, it's okay. In and <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for yeah. uh, listening. As always, um, rate and review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Bombcast Podcast. Uh, check out uh, Boring Gear Reviews on YouTube. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. We'll see you next week. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about uh, Last of Us next week. I think we're like three episodes behind. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, All right Peace. man. Love you, dog. Love you, brother. Face.
the bombcast.